Hey, thanks for checking out this message from LifeGate Church. We hope that God uses this message to encourage you and to help you live in the freedom and purpose that Jesus has for your life. All right. Um, Hello, those online. Hello, those in the room. Great to be sharing with you today. And um, I want to start by just sharing a little bit of the journey that God has taken me on over the last few months. And uh, there was there was one day I was sitting with Nathan and I was chatting through some stuff with him and it was one of those light bulb moments. You know when you realise something for the first time and everything just kind of clicks into place? And um, what we were talking about is I was reflecting on uh, my experience growing up in my family, reflecting on my experience uh, and how it shaped kind of who I am today. And one of the, one of the uh, parts of that experience was... Um, Often, uh, my, my family would go on holidays, and um, of course, when, when you're a small kid, uh, there's things that your parents want to do that you as a kid don't want to do because they're boring, right? So when, when, when you're a kid, you don't want to be going to the art museums and you know, seeing the 800th temple that you've already seen. You, you want to go to Disneyland, right? You want to go on the water slides, you want to go on the fun playgrounds, like that's what you want to do. And so, of course, um, I was bored, and so I would start um, complaining, whinging, uh, as you would if you're a bored little kid. And um, often, what I would hear back after our holiday is, Andrew, you ruined that holiday. And uh, I would hear this line in, in different ways throughout my family. Andrew, you, you ruined things is essentially the essence of what I got from my family. And um, that label from my parents has shaped many different aspects of my life that I'm only now realising the depth and the impact that that has had. And how that's lived out is a number of ways. Firstly, um, uh, in in my friendships, I, I have this sense that when, when people you know don't want to hang out, they, they don't want to reply to my messages... I must have ruined something. I must have done something to make them not want to be my friend anymore. Um, when in reality, it could just be they're busy or you know, they are just really bad at replying to text messages or whatever. Um, sometimes as a leader as well, um, what can happen is may- maybe someone decides they don't want to serve on my team anymore. And so I go, oh, well, I must, I must have ruined something. If, if I had done a good job in that relationship, surely they'd want to stay on my team. And of course, you know, different life circumstances can happen. Maybe they're busy, maybe they're overwhelmed with work, maybe, you know, they were at a stage where they could and now they can't. So there's all these external circumstances as well. Um, and even sometimes I find it creep in to my marriage and in my relationship with Christy, um, where... Uh, we, we, we can be fighting. I'm, I'm sure that no married couple here knows what that's like, right? And um, we, we can be fighting, and in that fight, in the heat of the moment, suddenly it can creep in. Andrew, you're ruining things. And um, as you can imagine, that's not a very nice feeling, feeling like you're ruining things all the time. And um, that's, that's probably my greatest fear, is ruining things. 
Um, and so why I tell you this is because God has been taking me on a journey with this idea of ruining things. And I believe that it's a journey that he wants to take all of us on. And so we've all been given these labels. We've all felt a certain way. People have said things that have really stuck and just seems to play out in our lives in different moments. And throughout history, there's been uh, famous labels. So here's, here's a few different labels I came up with. The first one, maybe you've heard of this, Attila the Hun, or Conan the Barbarian, or Billy the Kid, or um, lastly, Winnie the Pooh. Right? Poor Winnie, what, what did he ever do to deserve being called a poo? And so I wonder what negative label follows your name. Maybe here are some of the labels that someone has said over you at some point that's stuck. Maybe someone's called you gullible or flaky, right? You, you just kind of flip-flop between and never really seem to commit to things. Maybe someone's called you a hothead or insecure. Maybe someone's called you overly sensitive or irresponsible. Maybe someone's called you average or stupid. Or maybe you have your own label, Andrew the whatever the word is, right? And so as we start off today, I want to say if, if you've struggled with these labels or you find it hard to move on from the past, here's what I want to say to you today. Firstly, that God's power is bigger than your past. And God's truth is bigger than other people's opinions of you. And what's true about you now doesn't have to be true about you later. And what once was will no longer be. And so today we're going to take a look at what a new God-centered view of you looks like and how we, can, how we can see that in our own life. And so this is what it says in 2 Corinthians 5 that I want to start off with. Firstly, that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and a new life has begun. Now, that's a, that's a beautiful promise that Jesus has for all of us. The old life is gone and a new life has begun. But I wonder if you, like me, struggle with the fact that it's not an instantaneous process. How nice would it be if you could put your hand up and all of your insecurities, all of, all of your baggage just suddenly went out the window, right? It's a bit like you download the latest you know, software on your phone um, and all those kind of bug fixes go, go away. Um, but... It's one of those processes that you become more aware of things as you get older, as you reflect on things, as different experiences and situations happen. And then you've got to find a new way to move forward as well. And so today, I want to, I want to suggest that this new God-centered view of us comes from three things. Firstly, that God wants to give you a new name or a new identity. The second thing is that God wants to give you a new purpose. And the third thing is that God wants to give you a new future. So that's what we're going to kind of look at and unpack today. And um, we're going to take a look at the life of a guy called Simon or Peter, and we're going to have a look at how Jesus starts to shape his life 
and take a look at maybe how Jesus can shape our life as well. And so the first part we're going to look at is that this idea that God wants to give you a new name. And throughout the Bible, God changed people's names to establish a new identity. Here's some examples. The first one was Abram, which meant high father. That was his original name, his old name. And then he was given a new name of Abraham, which is a father of a multitude or father of nations. Uh, his wife uh, was Sarai, which means my princess. And she became Sarah, mother of nations. And the third one is Jacob, which means schemer or supplanter. In other words, his parents called him dodgy. <laughs> right? Imagine that on your birth certificate, dodgy. And then his new name is Israel, or God fights for you. And so those are just some of the examples of where God has changed people's names to establish a new identity. And so let's take a look at Simon or Peter's life. And um, the first passage we're going to look at comes from John 1. And this is what it says. It says, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard what John had said and who had followed Jesus. And the first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, we have found the Messiah, that is the Christ. Messiah just means promised one, chosen one. And he brought him to Jesus and Jesus looked at him and said, you are Simon, son of John, you will be called Cephas, which when translated is Peter. And so that's that's the first story, right? And here we can see that God wants to give people a new name and a new identity. See, um, Simon becomes Peter. And I think that's really intentional by Jesus of going, this is who you were before, but with me, I want to give you a new identity and a new purpose and a new future. And see, in my life... What Jesus has been doing is helping me work on this lie of Andrew the Ruiner. But the thing is, Jesus doesn't want me to live with that. He wants to give me a new name, a new identity, so that I can be, uh, instead of being a ruiner, I can be forgiven, I can be transformed, I can be healed, I can be an overcomer, I can be loved, I can be a leader, I can be a restorer and a redeemer, and a great husband, and a great friend. And so I wonder what new name or new identity God wants to give you today. So that's the the first thing, that God wants to give you a new name or a new identity. The second thing is this, that God wants to give you a new purpose. And when we have a look at Simon, when we have a look at his life, right, Simon, this is how he started. He was an uneducated fisherman. Now, I don't know if anyone here has ever gone fishing. I've gone a number of times. Uh, And I imagine that it would have been quite an unstable or unpredictable uh, income or, or, or job, right? Because one day you go out and you might catch a couple of fish. The next day you go out, you might catch nothing. Now, my experience fishing, 99% of the time, I catch nothing. Maybe a stick or a bit of seaweed or something like that. And so he goes from this uneducated fisherman and he 
goes from fisherman to fisher of men. And this is the second story we're going to look at in Matthew 4. It says this, As Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew, and they were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. And at once they left their nets and followed him. And so here we see Jesus gives Peter a new purpose. And he uses his experiences, uses who he is, and he invites him into something more. So he was a fisherman. That was the experience that he had. That was maybe the label that had been put on him. And suddenly, Jesus used that and invited him into something more. You see, here's the thing. Out of your greatest weakness can come your greatest strength and a new sense of purpose. And see, for me, this idea of Andrew the ruiner... One of, I said that's my greatest fear, right? But now one of my greatest desires is to be someone who restores and redeems. And one of those thought processes is, no matter how bad things have gotten, there's always a way back. And so this, this is what um, comes out in my life. So if, if there's a relationship that's broken, it can be restored and it can be redeemed. If, you know, me, me and Christy are fighting and the fight gets out of hand, we can always come back together and be restored and be redeemed. Another example of that is I, I used to be quite shy and I used to find it really hard to speak. Um, and I think you can obviously tell now that that's not the case. Um, and so... Now I can speak confidently, and so God has taken what was a weakness and he's turned it into a strength. And so maybe for you, here are some of the labels or the experiences that you've had. Maybe you used to be an addict. That was one of the labels that had been put on you. But maybe God can give that a new purpose so that you can help people overcome their addictions. Maybe you used to be sick. Maybe you've struggled with uh, mental health or physical health or, you know, your, your body has struggled with difficulty. And maybe God can give that a new purpose where you can help other people look after their bodies because of the experiences, because of the journey that you've been on yourself. Maybe you really used to feel insecure and you really used to struggle with who you were and you know, what your identity was. And maybe God can give that a new purpose so you can help people find their identities because you've done that journey yourself. Maybe you used to be really angry, angry at the world, angry at people, angry at a lot of things. But as you've been on the journey with Jesus, you've actually been able to find some peace in the things that used to cause you to feel quite angry. And so maybe God can give that a new purpose so you can help other people find peace. And lastly, maybe you've felt broken. Maybe you've felt like all the pieces have been smashed. And uh, as you've followed Jesus, Jesus has been slowly bringing those pieces back together. And so maybe God can give that brokenness a new purpose so that you can help others find healing and wholeness in their life as well.
So that's the second thing. The first thing, God wants to give you a new name, a new identity. The second thing is that God wants to give you a new purpose. And the third thing is that God wants to give you a new future. And so later in Matthew, Jesus is asking his disciples who he is. Who who do you think that I am? And so let's look at the interaction between him and Simon Peter. This is what it says. But what about you, he asked. Who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered. You are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. See, we see a number of things in this passage. Firstly, I just want to highlight that Peter didn't just grow into a new name, a new identity, but he grew into a new purpose, and he was given a new future. And he went from Simon to Peter, and Cephas which is the Greek word for Peter, means rock. And so I I don't know if you've ever heard of the celebrity, the rock, but Peter was the original rock. And um, even after he failed Jesus, right, Jesus in his most vulnerable moment, he, he goes to the cross and Peter abandons him. Peter runs away. Now, that, that, that could be one of the labels that maybe he felt, you know, deserter, traitor, Something like that, right? But even after he failed Jesus, he went to go lead God's church and he saw thousands come to faith at Pentecost a little while later. You see, here's the thing I want to get from this passage is that he wasn't born a rock, but he died a rock. You see, it's not who you were that matters, but who you can become. There's no label that's more powerful than Jesus. And I want to encourage you to refuse to let the labels of your past limit God's plan for your future. And so hopefully we've learned a little bit about the, the, the new God-centered view that God wants us to have as we've looked at these three things today, right? Here's Peter and his journey. He went from Simon failed Jesus by abandoning him. He wasn't born a rock, but he becomes Peter, meaning rock. He leads the church and sees people come to faith at Pentecost, and he died a rock. And so for us, there's these three things we need to keep coming back to. Firstly, that God wants to give us a new name, a new identity. Secondly, that God wants to give you a new purpose and to take some of those experiences, those painful experiences, right, those, those things that have shaped who you are today. And he wants to give them a new purpose so that you can live into a new future, which is the third thing, that God wants to give us a new future. And so as we kind of come to a close, you see, the first step of finding a God-centered view is choosing to follow Jesus so that he can take who we are and to help us become who he knows we can be. And so maybe you've never made that decision before to follow Jesus, and maybe you don't even know what that looks like. And so I'm going to invite you now to just pray a very simple prayer with me. If you're online, you can pray it uh, wherever you are. If you're in the room, you can pray it as well. 
And I just invite you to pray this prayer with me that goes like this. Father in heaven, thank you for Jesus. Thank you that he died for me and rose from the dead. God, I'm sorry for choosing to live my own way. I choose to follow Jesus all the days of my life. Amen. Well, friends, if if you prayed that, I encourage you to let someone know, maybe the person next to you, you can can come down for prayer afterwards because this is not a solo adventure. This is not a journey that you have to do on your own and we want to actually encourage you and support you on that journey. And for those online, you can click the request prayer button and one of our team will chat with you, pray with you and uh, help you and support you as well. And so for all of us, as we kind of wrap up today, I want us to be able to act on our new name, on our new identity, on our new purpose and our new future. I want us to live it out and I want us to refuse to let the labels of the past limit God's plan for our future. And so I want to give us a bit of an exercise to do as we finish. It kind of goes like this. Maybe, maybe you used to be... You know, maybe you used to be Andrew the Hesitant. And maybe you don't want to be hesitant anymore, but you actually want to live confidently with Jesus. And so maybe the, maybe the practical action or the, the outworking of that is, you know, you've thought about starting a business for a while, but you've kind of been hesitant. You've lacked the confidence to actually go forward and take that step. And so maybe that's a way that you want to live it out. Maybe you used to be insecure, but actually you don't want to, you don't want to be defined by that label of insecurity anymore, and you want, to, you want to live knowing that you're worthy, that you're worthy of being in the room, that you're worthy of having a voice. And so maybe that practical step for you is interviewing for that job. Maybe you've thought about applying for the job, and you've, you've, you know, you've felt insecure. You know, I'm not going to get this job. Why would they hire me? But actually, you want to live out that you're worthy and that you can apply for that job. Maybe for you, you used to be critical and one of your labels was critical. People would always say that you were critical. And maybe you don't want to be critical anymore. Maybe you want to live more hopeful. And so maybe your practical action for that is, I'm going to see the good in things. and I'm going to choose to see the good in things. Maybe for you, you've, you've struggled with addiction and one of your labels has been addict. And actually you go, I, I don't want to be an addict anymore. I want to be free. I want to live free. I want that to be a part of my identity going forward. And so maybe your step is, I'm, I'm going to live free from addiction. And how I'm going to do that is um, I'm going to talk to the people who I know can support me to do that. Or lastly, maybe you used to be fearful afraid of people, afraid of situations, of what's going to happen, right? There's been those relationships that have been broken and I've been too afraid to say anything in fear of making it worse. But maybe you don't want to be fearful anymore. Maybe you want to choose to be brave. And so maybe your practical step is, I'm going to confront that situation. I'm going to confront that person that I've been feeling on my heart that I need to have a conversation with, but I've been too afraid, too fearful but I'm going to choose to be brave. 
And so um, as we just take some time to reflect, I want you to think about this for yourself. Where do you want God to change your label? How do you want to live differently going into this week and into the rest of your life? And so I encourage you, we're just going to spend some time sitting with Jesus and allowing him to shape that. And so I want you to fill in this for yourself. So rather than the old label, the old lie, what, what's the new thing you, you want to be going forwards? And so for me, for example, rather than Andrew the Ruiner, mine is, my name is Andrew the Redeemer and the Restorer. And I'm going to choose to always press into how I can redeem those situations or relationships. That's what I'm going to do going forward. That, that's what I want God's help doing going forward. And so I invite you to just take some time to think about that. Take some time to sit with Jesus. Whatever he brings to your mind, to your heart, I encourage you, just sit with that. What's the invitation that Jesus has for you? I just want to I just want to encourage each of us that those lies, those labels that have been put on you, that have prevented you from living the life that you want to live. I just want to say that that is not God's heart for you. That's not Jesus' best for your life either. And I want to encourage you that you don't have to live that way anymore. You can step into a new identity, a new purpose and a new future. Those things that feel broken, God can redeem those and he can restore those. And so I'm just going to pray for us all as we we wrap up. So Jesus, we thank you for everything that you've done that enables us to leave the past behind, to leave those labels behind and, and allows us to step into a, a greater freedom and a greater purpose. Thank you that you give us a new identity and a new purpose and a new future. So we just pray going into this week, those things that have held us back, those things that we felt deeply within us, that we can let those things go, that we can leave them with you and that we can live out a new identity into this week, into every conversation, every relationship, every situation we find ourselves in. And when those lies start to creep up again, We just pray that you would remind us of who we are in you. We pray this in your name. Amen. Well, friends, I I hope that's been an encouragement to you. I hope that Jesus has met you where you need to be met today. And uh, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to invite the worship team up. Um, We're going to sing another song. And I, I just encourage you to do whatever you need to do. If you feel like you need to sit with that a bit longer, I encourage you to do that. Um, If you'd like prayer, I'm going to invite the prayer team forward and we'd we'd love to pray for you. 
Um, and, and if you want to sing and declare who God is and what he's done in your life, I encourage you to, to stand and do that as well. Thanks so much for checking out this message. LifeGate Church has people meeting in person and online in many different locations, and we'd love to help you get connected. My name's Andrew, and I lead our online team here at LifeGate Church, and it's our job to do exactly that. We'd love to help you find community, get support and prayer, and take your next step. So why don't you connect with us and take your next step at lifegate.org.au and click the Next Step button.